0: Well, I have discovered a great new deal to show you today. Uh, Something truly incredible. Substantial. Life-changing, in fact. And it's so good that I just have to tell you about it. In a sense, this is where the writer of the Hebrews is coming from all the way through this book. But in chapter 8... Here, we see it laid out clearly, unequivocally. But first, let's look at an old deal. An advert, in fact. In the mid-70s, for less than a £1,000, you could have this. It was incredible then. I had two of these through the eighties. They were a bit tricky to drive. Uh, Either that or my driving was poor. I might have hit one or two things here and there, but it had innovative and new ideas built in, such as uh, a locking fuel cap, a heated rear window, and amazingly a push button radio, no need to tune it with a dial as you were driving along. And it had safety features too, in seat seatbelts, only in the front, of course. Well, that was the Ford Capri, the car you always promised yourself. We may have a couple of responses to that, Maybe the old looks useless, outdated. We know it's very basic and we also know that it will break easily as well. Things are better now. They're improved. They've moved on. Alternatively, we may think, oh, yes, those were the days. I would love one of those Go back to the old times, the familiar, the well-known. And as we look at the New Deal in chapter 8, I'm going to suggest that the Hebrews had to make a choice about sticking with the old or moving into the new promises of God. We too get to make a similar choice, our way or God's way. One of the reasons God invokes the New Deal is a greater intimacy, a greater knowledge and closer relationship with Jesus. And this is our title today, Intimacy with God. Jesus longs for you. Jesus desires this intimacy, this close, knowing, understanding relationship so much that he offers himself the message in this book of Hebrews is underlining just how amazing Jesus is comparing him to the great prophets and leaders of the Old Testament and stating his supremacy and at this point in chapter 8 after recognizing we need a great high priest the writer affirms we have one. Not Aaron. Not Melchizedek. Not the current high priest at the temple. But Jesus. Jesus is the great high priest that we have, the priest who intercedes and enables us to have intimacy, a close, living and true knowing of and relationship with God. He's greater than any earthly priest. Remember, this is really significant for the Jewish readers. He's greater than Aaron, greater greater than the Levites greater than Samuel, greater than David, greater than this high priest who's currently in post. Let me show you a picture. Keeping with the car thread today, this car is a Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow. It is a shadow. It's a shadow in more than just name actually, because it is a model, a 1 18th scale model of the real thing. It looks and works in many ways like the real thing. It replicates and shows, and in some ways even functions, but it does not deliver and have the capabilities of the real car. Looking at verse five, we see that the place where our great high priest serves is the true and close presence of God. Not a shadow or a sketch or a copy, as is the tabernacle and even the temple. And that's very significant for the Jewish readers of this book. The offerings too are greater. Jesus offers his perfect self as a one-time offering to truly take away sin. The animals offered by earthly priests have to be frequently repeated, and they don't take away or atone for the sin. Jesus' sacrifice works forwards and backwards into eternity. Now, there are a number of covenants that can be traced through the Old Testament. But for Christians, there are two that might be considered the main ones. And these are often referred to as the old and the new and the new supersedes the old the old is no longer available the old is no longer valid the new is better than the old the new provides for intimacy with Jesus the old has conditional promises by God. Favor as a condition of obedience and following the law. Under the old though, the law is a set of rules and it shows that people are not at God's standards and they sin against him. An attempt can be made to keep the law, but it will be broken. Earthly priests are needed in an earthly temple to keep on offering sacrifices and pay for the sin with the blood of animals. The new has unconditional promises. Grace not dependent on our response. The offer is the same to all. It is like life-giving rain an uplifting sunshine that are given to all, regardless of their response. The law, as we see in verse 10, is written onto our hearts and minds. And we know by revelation from the Holy Spirit, more of God and his ways. Not only that, we are enabled to understand. And we can act accordingly and by and through his power. So the sin that messed up completely that first covenant is dealt with. The things we do not do that we should do, all dealt with by the sacrifice of Jesus. The things we shouldn't do, but that we do, dealt with by the same sacrifice, Jesus our great high priest, offering himself once for all. Let me illustrate all that with a diagram. Mathematicians love a good diagram. Um, In fact, you might remember people saying you've got to draw a diagram. Well, I have drawn a diagram. But remember, the point here is um, to see the difference between the two covenants. And I'll emphasise my diagram does not demonstrate uh, the full work of Jesus or the Holy Spirit. So here we have the Old Covenant. You can see that we have people that respond and react to the Father to the law and to priests. And we can see that the Father has made these conditional promises to people, conditional on their obedience and their continued obedience. And that, what they need to do, is revealed through the law, which gives a partial revelation and a partial understanding of who God is and what he's about. But in order to keep that sort of relationship going, then sacrifices for sin need to be made. And in fact, priests, and in particular the high priest, offer many sacrifices um, over, well, almost continually, really. And this keeps the, the old covenant ticking along, as it were. Now we also know that the Godhead is made up of the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And so, although people weren't involved or recognising that, we see that the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are connected. Under the New Covenant, we can see there is a change. and. The Father has made these unconditional promises to people. He is going to do this. He is going to provide and bless. And he does that through Jesus. Jesus is the once for all sacrifice. The priests don't have to do lots and lots of them anymore. Jesus has done one. It's the perfect sacrifice himself. Not only that, Jesus intercedes, he represents us to the Father. And you can see that the Holy Spirit provides this full revelation and full understanding. And that passage um, from Jeremiah kind of hints that that was going to happen, and we see it quoted in Hebrews 8. The law is going to effectively be written into our hearts and minds. We will know it because we carry around God. The Holy Spirit is within us. So this new covenant is better by far than the old. So. What has this to do with us today? After all, we're not Hebrews. And the letter was written for them. We have little knowledge of the Old Covenant and most probably no experience of it. Sometimes, though, it does us good to recognize just how good a deal is. And we can appreciate what we have if we recognize what might have been. The Bible, too, is God's word for today. It is alive in the sense that it changes us. God uses it to speak. So if we want to have that intimacy with Jesus, his word is a place we can go and listen. Jesus longs for intimacy with you. God longs for intimacy with you. Did God suddenly have a better idea? And think, oh, a new covenant, that would be a good idea today. A way to greater intimacy, a closer walk with those he created in his likeness. Well, originally... We see in creation that God walked with Adam in the garden. The intimacy was part of the original plan. But it was lost. Jesus has then restored things to their proper design. And despite our pride working itself out in our desires and to do things our own way, not God's, Humans were allowed to start over after the flood, but that didn't work. Humans were also given the chance, through the law, we probably know about the Ten Commandments the best, a chance to come back to God by obeying him. But that didn't work. So we can see that in so many ways, we're incapable of reaching God's standard through our own efforts. So this new deal looks amazing. It's like um, a financial deal that would go something like this. Borrow £200,000 to buy a house. Pay back £1,500 per month for 25 years. The house is yours. You get to live in the house while you're paying for it as long as you keep the payments up. Or. Here's the house. It's a gift. You can live in it if you want. Which is the better deal? Or a health deal like this. Um. This problem that you have can be sorted by taking medicines every day for the rest of your life. The problem will still be there, but you can manage it by keeping taking the medicine. Or. Here is a fantastic new surgery that will sort this once and for all. Now, I know those are simplistic, but essentially the deal is simple. Recognise our sinful state in God's eyes. Accept his way of dealing with it. and Follow Jesus. Now, the last part I would say is not easy. Uh, Intimacy with Jesus includes suffering as well as joy. If you accept that Jesus longs for that intimacy with you, if you know he wants you in his presence, whoever you are, whatever you have done or not done, what's your response? Will you walk that intimate walk sharing time, efforts, energies, experiences, Will you get to know him, take delight in meeting with him, following him, suffering with him, building a church with him, making disciples with him, seeing him as your high priest? One who has paid everything needed to bring you into his presence and now prays for you, represents you to God. Will you accept the new deal? I hope so. The new deal is better. In fact, the new deal is the only available deal. Anything else is walking away from God, walking away from intimacy with Jesus, rejecting his offering to be your high priest, looking to the law and hoping to Keep it yourself in order to come into God's presence, hoping you're good enough to please God. That's the old deal. It's no longer available. The new deal is better.